and then we'll need to count that we can't see each other to clap so we'll have to count good and then clap all right all right you ready okay i'm ready all right one two three so kelly you sent me a link today and it said that we are ranked 28th in the world at swim run is this true for, for women's team, Sarah, we're the 28th women's team. And also, I think it might have just been in the U.S., but that's fine. Oh. <laughs> you stay optimistic. I basically turned us into world champions there. Also, but. it still has you labeled as my original partner because you replaced her. So yeah. you are not ranked as anything. But we not even on it. <laughs> but I'll take it. I'll take exactly. It. You know, I actually go ahead. Well, I actually clicked on it because I had an email that was like swim run rankings. And I was like, ooh, how did we do? But they apparently use a super complicated system to rank <laughs> since we only did one race. It was based on like how competitive the races were. And they gave them like different categories and points. And the women who won our race, Sarah, they actually are ranked number one in the country. Right. So there. Well, they, and they probably so. did multiple races too. Well, yeah, I think they're also good. Yeah. They're also, <laughs> they're also good and beat us by 40 minutes. So yes. there's that. Um, well the best okay so the my best result in like a world champs in triathlon was 20th in Kona so I feel like getting 28th in something that I didn't even try for is like pretty good it's like basically the same yeah basically yeah Yeah. okay so coming up on the show Kelly and I are going to talk about what makes a good training location we're going to talk about goals we have a voicemail from our favorite mom And why or why not we should think that triathlon is on the up and up. Live Feisties If We Were Riding is brought to you by Ass Kicker Inc. Ass Kicker makes activewear for women featuring empowering phrases like work hard, play hard, kick ass or strong women lift each other up. Ass Kicker Inc. also makes our fabulous Live Feisty tank tops, t-shirts, hoodies, and leggings. So to order yours, go to livefeisty.com and just choose shop from the menu. And of course, use the code RIDING to save 20%. That's RIDING, as in if we were, at livefeisty.com. And remember, I before E, except if you're feisty. I'm Kelly O'Mara. And I'm Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisties If We Were Riding. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time. You better get ready to race in the top. I'm ready to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. Okay, so everyone knows because I said in because the, they follow my life that I moved over the weekend to a totally different town. It's like an hour and a half away. And obviously I'm in this situation where like, you know, you like can't even find your shoes or your cliff bars or sorry, my cliff bars or whatever. And I was thinking about what makes a good training location? Like, is my new spot a good training location? Because I can get out on a bike ride within like it took me three minutes to get out of my complex because I got lost, but then only five minutes from the complex before I was, you know, like on a road, empty, no stop signs, no stoplight. So that's like a requirement. So I was thinking about requirements, Sarah. Yeah. And that's a requirement for me for a good training location. You have to be able to bike from your house. Like I do not like having to drive. You have to be able to bike from your house. You have to have a pool nearby, like really close because I can't hit like has to. You have to be able to like run from your house if you need to, but then there has to be like good trailheads within like, you know, 
20 minute drive, that kind of thing. And like having like longer adventure possibilities within the great, like, you know, is also key. What, wow, like, that's a lot of requirements. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking snobby about my training, right. just so you know. <laughs> I think of the things you said there, tra- trail running is really important to me. Okay. Um, the other thing is traffic. Like we, I live in a place yeah. where the traffic is just getting more and more terrible. And I can tell you, it makes me less and less want to go out on my road bike. Anyway, it, the weather is another mm. one for me, big one. Oh yeah, and, I didn't even, I guess that was a given. I guess I didn't think about that. Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's important. The weather is important. Like people travel across the world <laughs> to get better weather in, in the winter. And then hills too. Like I love having uh, hills around. If a flat place is just, I find that really difficult. I do like, it's super flat, right? Where, right where we just moved, but you have to like drive 30 minutes and then you're in the foothills and it is a little weird. Like you can see, I was right. You can see forever, like out, like straight in a line. It's very strange. Right. It's great so. to do like a time trial interval, yes. but then it's hard to build strength. But then I was also thinking, what about like the people and how do you, and when you move somewhere new and since you've trained in a lot of locations, like maybe you have mentor advice here, Sarah, for, to pass down wisdom, to pass on. I always have wisdom. Wisdom. How do you find, well, one, like the good routes, right? Like the good cycling and the good running routes. But then how do you find the people? Cause the people obviously also like really make a training situation. So like, how do you find all of that when you go somewhere new? You ask someone. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, good, good. Good old fashioned talking to people. Um, I don't know. It sounds terrible. I think, I think that uh, one of the things I've done over the years is go to a bike shop, mm. right? Because usually bike shop, first of all, they're going to know bike routes. They're going to know bike groups. And then usually by the time you go to one group ride at the bike shop, you can find the triathletes. So you can like, they're a very quick tra- trail True. to the triathletes and the people you need to know. So. Okay. That, yeah. Right. There's definitely like a recreational cyclist right around where we live, but I like, I'm like, I'm doing the like eyeing judging. There's really, really good runners, like Olympic runners. So I'm like trying to find the in-between. I'm like, I'm like looking everyone up and down. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like stop them? After yes, I'd be like, Hey, I hey. did that one time. I saw a guy roller skiing and my husband roller and I like turned my bike around and like chased him. Down. <laughs> like, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you, sir. He was very weirded out. I told him to find me on Strava and he did it. So awesome. Yes. So anyway, that's my life's crazy right now. I feel like your life is also crazy right now, which is why Sarah, we need goals for the new year. That's why we keep talking about goals. So in in the the newsletter, you publicly stated your goals, which I, I applaud you for. I don't know. I don't know if that's good or bad. So you are, you are pro publicly stating goals. I, d- I actually, I take your points on both sides there that sometimes mm-hmm. if you're, if you're a next level celebrity, like if you could imagine like it me, being beyond basically. your level of celebrity <laughs> to the next level of celebrity where, where actually people are, feel invested, you know, yeah. in what you're doing and what your goals are and, and then how you're acting and what you're posting about those goals or about what you're doing. Um, and we'll have opinions and we'll share those opinions and then we'll see if you fail or if you do well. I think that fuels like that fuels some people and not other people. I don't know how people do it. I've told you, I've told uh, Steve, like it stresses me out sometimes, even like, like three dozen people that like care about our podcast. I'm like, Oh my God, there's so much pressure. It's terrible. <laughs> I actually, as actually, as my career went by, I started to appreciate that kind of pressure more or be able to handle it or, or 
understand it better. Right. So like the pressure of having say my family or the people who invested in me, um, or the people who, even people who like cheered me on because Mm -hmm. I told them what my goals were. (laughs) Um, I feel responsible to those people and that responsibility became a motivator. Definitely. But there was a time when I felt it like pressure, right? Like I felt like, Oh, who am I to get to do this? You know? Versus like later in my career, I was like, okay, embrace, embrace the pressure. I'm not doing this just for me. It's about the team. There are for sure have been times like random guy cheering me on like every loop of the run. I've been like, I can't let down random guy. He's waiting for me. So. And he doesn't even know your goals. Exactly. So. My mom also had some thoughts about goals and sent us a voicemail. Well, good morning. I'm sitting here looking at my Christmas tree the day after New Year's and feeling a general sense of ennui. I think there's something about resolution setting. Like you said in the newsletter, it implies that there's something wrong, and I don't like it. I mean, maybe it's just all the good movies that come out right now, and I have three days to see all of them before I go back to work. Maybe it's that... I spent two weeks on break and really didn't do anything with that. Maybe it's because I'm headed out the door in five minutes to go sit at the DMV. Anyway, you're good at goal setting. Maybe you should help me set some concrete, achievable, time-constrained goals, like a real person. Anyway, Happy New Year. My resolution is to have no more of these resolutions. So I think, okay, I think I want to, this might be a slight departure from where, from what I said last week, but you know, oh, I, can, okay. I can always see two sides of the same coin. Um, but I, I might take a slightly different view on goals versus resolutions. Like, I think you both said that you found resolutions to be kind of a harsh word. Right? It's, I've been hearing that a lot this year too. Like that must be like a thing everyone's like into this year that resolutions are harsh and you know fixing something that's wrong i keep hearing that this year yeah i think it's a i think it's just that's just semantics right like when we say goals oh my god sarah you are like a semantics person you have like a phd in semantics like i have a bit of uh, and i have to tell you now now that you're saying that like i do like sort of like your mom said but i would pull apart those semantics a little more like that res- the word resolution actually has two meanings right i know like your somebody said, like sent like, me that today i know yeah it's like there's a conflict that needs to be resolved so <laughs> what are the conflicts in your life that need to be resolved and let's and then let's make and then it's about the intent right like resolution is like there's some serious intent there right in that in that word resolution versus goals it's a little soft maybe people are going soft on themselves <laughs> that there you go so this is sarah's sale telling everyone they need to be harder on themselves and you know suck it up and right. fix what's wrong with them <laughs> basically yes and you know how last you know last week we kind of concluded that we both like we're both not attached to january 1st as being the day have that you changed your mind I, you i'm cold? also there's another side to that coin because like this thing goes back i thought about it after this thing goes back to like the dawn of like humanity. <laughs> okay. Like, like, <laughs> so like the Babylonians, right. Used to make like, their, what they say, like their promises to the gods at like, the first of the year. Right. That's how we got it. Or like, like the Romans made those promises to Janus, one of their gods. And that's who, that's what January is I named don't think after. they pronounce the J on a side point there. Yeah. But okay. yeah. <laughs> how do they pronounce it? <laughs> 
I think it's Giannis, but then we pronounce the J. Anyway, anyway, super in the weeds, which is what <laughs> everyone the said they wanted. About so. gods. But January is named after that god. So I feel like I this, like, this whole thing okay. of doing this thing on January 1st, suddenly I feel like connected to like human tradition. And so now I'm like, I'm embracing <laughs> it now. I have totally okay. changed my mind. All right. Yeah. So fine. Are you going to state what are your public goals as resolutions <laughs> yeah. or your resolutions as of January 1st? I haven't decided 1st? yet. <laughs> Oh, that was very disappointing, Sarah. <laughs> no, very that was a massive letdown. You and my mom that. need to get together and come up with some goals and yeah. get back to us. Okay? okay, here's what I will tell you about my goals for this year is they are like they are multi. So that's where like that's where I just um I've been spent. I've actually been spending quite a bit of time on this, right? But it, and I will I will tell my goals. Okay, this is what I'll say in this podcast. I'll tell my goals within the next two weeks on the podcast. Okay, okay. We will wait anxiously. I know that everybody will be on the edge of their seat for that. Well, we actually had another voicemail because people are on the edge of their seats, Sarah. They like want to know what we're thinking. And we had another voicemail from a listener about the whole question of where's the money going in triathlon? Hey, Kelly and Sarah, it's Jordan. I wanted to follow up on last week's podcast where you discuss where the money in triathlon is going. Um, from a professional athlete earnings perspective, I think there is money available to athletes, but it's concentrated in the very top few athletes, such as Lucy Charles, Lionel Sanders, even Rennie and, and Tim O'Donnell, who have got great results, but have also uh, done really well with social media and, and things like YouTube channels to cultivate their personality and to um, uh, promote their sponsors in unique and creative ways. They definitely are getting paid well by sponsors and have a full suite of sponsors across all the categories. In contrast, I think people outside of the, the top five or so, you have seen a shift away of sponsorship dollars going from pro athletes and actually going towards amateurs. And you guys touched upon this um, in your podcast as well. We've basically seen a proliferation of free products for amateurs instead of paying salaries and bonuses to pro athletes, which in my mind is, is not a great thing to see. And so the, the nano influences is definitely taking away from the pros at the top. So I thought like the one thing Jordan doesn't say in the voicemail, but that I, that I think is worth saying here is that she actually represents athletes as a manager. Yes. So she so knows what she's talking about. Yeah. She has some insight. Inf- so uh, <laughs> say, unlike us sometimes who spec- speculate wildly, she actually, yeah, she actually does have an insider view on this. And I think, you know, what was, what's interesting to me is like, I have a different view now that I, you know, I am actively trying to get sponsors for our two okay. podcasts, for this podcast and for um, Iron Women, right? And I do notice that there's a lot of triathlon companies that either are startups or have been startups in the last five years, True. right? Which I now see that kind of that whole thing differently. So if you have like a nutrition company or um, that's another like trainer company, some kind of bike equipment company that's just started. Of course, you're going to leverage these small opportunities of just like literally giving your new bike tool that you created to some amateur athletes and letting them go bananas on social media for you. Right. So I'm starting to understand that a little bit differently versus the companies that actually are established and have money. And those are the companies that will sponsor athletes and then that also comes and goes because of course everything goes up and down in business yeah i mean jordan uh her voice was actually much longer and she had a lot more points some of which were kind of to that and that you know 
there are a number of factors when you want to talk about money in triathlon. There are a lot more companies that have come in recently and that's kind of spread the money out more. They, those companies are also spending their money differently in marketing, uh, which is you know true. She also pointed out something I like hadn't really thought about, but there are some higher end products now. So it's like maybe... You know, you can buy like a thousand dollar wetsuit now. You can buy like super fancy components to your bike. Like all those things are kind of spreading the market out even more and in different places. So there's like a lot of factors when you talk about the triathlon industry and like the money in the triathlon industry. True. And, and someone else who likes to talk about the triathlon industry. I know. I was like, I still like, I still feel like overall my net, like I do still think it's like getting worse before it gets better, but not everyone agrees with us, Sarah. I got this email from slow, the slow twitch founder, Dan Enfield this weekend. I think you got the same email. I did. And yeah. it was called like my crystal ball. And it was about the future. And his, his, he said, the sport is taking off again. I predicted in 2012, our sport would take a downturn and no one listened. And now last year I predicted the downturn is ending. Are you going to listen now? So that's <laughs> what he said. So he says, boom, right now. He also, he was like, his net point was, and so you should come to my conference because it's going up. And also race directors should sign up for my calendar. He's like trying to promote like a race director calendar and of like, course. a right. Like getting, which I actually, we've talked before. There should be some like master race calendar yeah. side point. That's a real thing. That's a great so, idea. So <laughs> is Dan right? Or am I right, Sarah? What do we think? Ooh, okay. So Dan's saying it's turning up in 2019. What is your like precise year? Ooh, ooh I should pick a year. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think it's like, obviously it's like leveled off. I also think like when I say it's going to get worse before it gets better, like I'm talking about different, you know what I mean? Like I'm talking about like athlete, like for me, right. For like me and my friends, like athlete experience. So I'm saying three years, I'm saying like three years from now. Right. Yeah. I think actually it's a really good point that you make that like the overall industry may get better sooner than we see. Like some of the turning points that, that we're looking for, like for pro athletes specifically or for women you know, and some right. of the things, you know, we talked about the legitimacy problems with Iron Man right now. Like, I think that's going to take a couple of years to, to shake out. Right. So I, I think overall, I might actually go somewhere in the middle. Like, I'm going to I'm going to say Dan. Nice. You're going to say like a year and a half. OK, I'm going to say Dan's 2019 is a little ambitious. I'm going to go for 2020. Right. Okay. And I'm also okay. going to say that no matter what happens. Dan will find numbers that support his claim next year. Well, anyone can find numbers. God, okay, and I'm going to find them that support my claim for 2020. So. <laughs> So we're all right. Of course, Sarah would conclude with we're all right. <laughs> okay. So after the break here, Kelly and I are going to talk about our yearly mileage. We would like to thank Ask Kicker Inc. for supporting the podcast. And remember to go to livefeisty.com, click on shop. And use the code RIDING to order your Live Feisty tanks, tees, hoodies, and leggings. Follow at If We Were Riding on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And subscribe to our feed on iTunes or wherever you listen. If We Were Riding is produced by Live Feisty Media and is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our awesome editor is Aaron Hamilton.
Okay, Sarah. So according to my online training log, which is final surge, I trained 648 hours, give or take, when I didn't enter workouts uh, last year. How many did you train? I have absolutely no idea. I'm like, (laughs) I'm off the grid now. Like literally, like I don't keep a log. I actually just shut down my workout log account. I don't run with a, with a watch anymore. Oh, how, how like free of you. I know. And I'm not even doing it to be free. I just like started a habit of not running with a watch. I go, I like, sometimes I don't even know where I'm going when I leave the house. (laughs) Usually I'm with my dog and I usually go to the beach first. And then sometimes we just go up and down. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like adding some on. It's do you um, feel like this? Do you feel like this is a better way to live your athletic life than to keep track of everything? Do you feel more joy now, Sarah? It's definitely. (laughs) I feel more joy. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 just it's just different. Like I can't even I. You know what? If I'm not training for something, I really fail to see the point of like in and it's not to say that I never do intervals. Like there was a day I'd say about a month ago, I went to the lake. I know that it's a 10K loop. It's the one with the Vic half is, you know. Yeah. It. Yeah. So I know it's 10K. That's at least marked. And I just like I just felt like doing a tempo run and I just ran. Like if I feel like going fast, I will go fast. But but you don't track it. You're not. It's an interesting question because at the end of the year, obviously everyone kind of like has their totals. It's a very common thing. A friend Mm -hmm. of mine this week basically asked like, does everyone know their mileage for the year except for me? And it's just because now with like online, there were years in the past where I kept like handwritten logs for many years. I actually was looking at them from like 10 years ago during my move. Mm -hmm. And then there was years I had no idea at all. But now with online logs, it's just like, especially if you have a coach and you have to log it, like it's all there. But then I feel like there's been this counter movement to be like, oh, I'm going to run without my GPS, without my, I'm going to run free. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I find that a little funny. I also think that the, like the yearly numbers, cause people are posting them a lot. Like yes. they've been posting them a lot this week as the year ends. I find them to be, they're so big. It's like meaningless to me. Like even just now when you said you trained 600 and something hours, whatever, immediately I'm dividing it by 12. Right. Right. So I You're know like, well, like how a many monthly is that or a month? weekly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it kind of, they kind of just seem like really big numbers thrown against the wall. It, it doesn't feel like something to me, unless you have a comparison to your previous years and, or other people's years or what, you know, if you want to win your age group at Kona, what is the average age group what winner take, do? Right. Like, yeah, am I doing enough? It, 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 by comparison to another number, it becomes meaningful, but as a random number, it's just like 680 widget units like (laughs) i don't know it's not a thing it actually when i moved this weekend i did find like all my old calendars and it actually is interesting when you then can look at over the years and you're like oh i actually do like a third more hours than i used to do you know what i mean Mm. so it actually i liked seeing it then so there is a there is a check mark for the like oh it's worth looking at and keeping over the years you have a marker yes so i do appreciate the running free i will tell you though sarah I know a bunch of people who want to run free now and they're like, they make a big point of like running without their watch every once a week, right? Once a week. And they go so, but they go so far as to post on Strava that they ran without their watch, but they still want to note that they ran. So that they other just people want to note for people who follow me at Strava, I would like to note that I was completely free while running this run that I know is 8.8 kilometers because I run it every day. Like exactly, <laughs> exactly. So guys, these are options for you as you go into 2019. FYI. 
We reaching the top. We reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.